Hello, hello, all my peeps. Yes, it's hump day. Thank you for tuning in. Turning around with Marta, podcast of bizarre nature. Anything and everything goes here. I hope you will stick around and keep on following and listening because you never know what you're going to get. Let's get started, shall we? Hi. Hi. I'm just eating snacks. Life. As my husband would say, my favorite departments on set are catering and crafty. <laughs> I judge a production by their food. Their spread. Yes, yeah. by their spread. Mm-hmm. I like the fact that the show I was working on pretty much more well, few months last year. And I was just so happy to walk in first day and realize that it's the same catering as I had in in our shows. And uh-huh. they're delicious every time. Very flavorful foods. Yes, I will say that the catering company that you're referring to that everyone knows and loves always is quality. I don't think I've had a bad experience with them ever. Knock yes. on wood. Yeah. So whenever I see that catering, I'm like, it's it's already better. Yeah, exactly. the day just just simply by that, and they were just there throughout the whole season, so it was good. Yes. Okay, what but, were we talking about? Essentials. Yes. Okay, am I principal or standing in? Principal. Okay, so the script, you know, because that's always nice to be able to run your lines. And I bring a comfort bag with me. It has a cell phone charger, chapstick, tissues, um, a sewing kit. Mm. Just a small little travel one, you know, in case a strap breaks or whatever. Um, What else do I bring? Comfortable shoes. Yes. Definitely comfortable shoes because a lot of times the shoes that they give you don't fit properly. And you're going to want to take them off as often as possible. Yeah. Um, hmm. How about you? Yeah, I would say shoes and a chopstick. I I don't know what it is, but I don't want to use, you know. Well, they're going to put stuff on our mouth anyways, but. I would say headphones. Mm. I have to shut off from everything. Just like uh, noise canceling headphones smart and um i also bring earbuds yeah i just go everywhere i have to have it and our cell phones obviously well yeah yeah a neck pillow um for me i'd say warm clothes because i'm always freezing after covid Yeah. yeah so for standing in i have all the same things that i do as if i were a principal in my emergency bag, which are chapstick, tissues, sewing kit, water, a water container. Yes. Yeah. Like a refillable water container is fantastic. A lot of productions are very environmentally conscious and will have water refill stations. Yeah. Water coolers. (laughs) Meetings there, which I appreciate because. Disposable stuff too, but. But okay, so we're stand-in, all that good stuff, earbuds. And I would say as a stand-in, my number one tip is bring color cover. Mm-hmm. Even though being in the union, you are not required to bring color cover as a stand-in. The wardrobe costume department, they appreciate it. Right. You know, it's the little things that set you apart. And it is not that expensive to go and buy something that number one is going to fit you because a lot of times they don't have clothes in your size. Mm -hmm. It's just whatever they have that's in similar color. But like for me, I'd say the most important colors are white, black, blue, and brown. And then I feel like when you're on a show full time or on a regular basis, you tend to learn what colors they wear. Right. Like your one Midwest show. I know your particular character wore the same color almost every single day. So you're going to want five of that color because you're going to probably wear it 
a lot. Yeah. And I've had shows like that too, where we worked on one episode for two months straight. And so my girl had on the same clothes for two months straight. And so I bought multiple shirts in the same color so that I could just have clean clothes every day. Yeah. Um, And didn't have to get anything from costumes because I know it just makes their day that much longer. Their they day, to... they don't have to babysit you and yeah. you already know this is what I'm and wearing. It, and it saves you time too, because if you borrow something from the costume department because you didn't bring color cover or didn't have the right color, you have to go and return it at the end of the night. And that just adds to your already long trip. Bed. Right. Yeah. And sometimes base camp or the costume department where you're returning it is not at the same location that you're filming. Sometimes it's very far. And so, yeah. That's a delay for you to just get the hell out of there, finally. Exactly. You get to sleep because you got to come back in a few hours. Exactly. Because as stand-ins, we don't get a turnaround or a mandated time for turnaround. We don't get... It would be nice to have that, too. Right. And granted, we normally do just because our actors get it. But sometimes when our actors have, let's just say, a 12-hour turnaround, because that's pretty standard for our actors, you might have to come in a couple hours early to block the scene for them right. because they can't be there because they, they have a turnaround. Yeah, it's happened. So, yeah. yeah. And sometimes your locations aren't close to where you live. So you're driving an hour, hour and a half each way or longer, you know? So yeah, you want to do whatever you can to make your day nice, easy, and short. So color cover is my number one thing that's in my bag. And I would say rain gear. I have an umbrella. I have rain gear. And I also have cold weather gear because even though I live in Atlanta, it does get cold. Yeah, it was dipping yeah. there. And people yeah. laugh because they're like, oh, it's only a low of 65. It's not that cold. It is when you're outside for 14 hours. Because most of, uh, like during COVID, we were all, and especially yeah. California, it's almost always outside. Yeah, so and I had no you idea. You have to be prepared. Yeah, be prepared. I would say if you think you might need it, bring it. It's better to have it and not need it than need it and not have it. How about yeah. you? What's your what's your standard stand-in bag look like? Well, stand-in gear would be the shoe lifts. Oh, I always yes. have yeah. those. I would buy like a three different levels of them. They're like a rubbery lift. Yeah, they're shoe lifts. Yeah, which I don't have any of those. I have wedge sneakers, but yeah, same difference. Well, sometimes wedge is not in. <laughs> so I would have like wedges, and then I would stack up. If it's somebody that I'm used for extra, like not my person, but I just, I always have it in my bag. Band-aids because shoes skin your legs after a while and it's just not pretty. (laughs) I'd rather have like a little medical kit. Always have like ibuprofen and stuff like that, you know, medication. And also powder uh, for your face because sometimes... I saw like my main actress would come back from the hiatus and she would be a little darker to start with. And I would just be like, okay, I got to match this. So I had like different shades, just to, you know, quick. And that lotion that I told you about. That I love. Yes. It's just a tinted lotion from one of the. The less expensive cosmetic lines. Yes. But it's, it's uh, healthy piece so it's it's really nice to have a couple shades of that yes I actually love that tinted lotion that you told me about yeah since we have to buy clothes and stuff and a good sweater I don't want to be cold yes I have one that is just like amazing warm you know it's just it's a good one always comes with me or a long coat I call it flasher it's like a 1980s just a big down pretty I, it was actually in one movie where it, it made its appearance out of the <laughs> folding yeah and like a good bag because yes. you gotta pack everything in you gotta keep moving sometimes locations you don't want shit to like fall out and zippered everything 
You can also use it to like lay down or sit on it. There's no nowhere to sit. Uh, sunscreen here is oh, I bring sunscreen too. And then I have uh, made an investment in the those little fans that you can put around your neck and yep. it's got like three speeds or whatever. Yeah, it's a good one. And I have electric hand warmers, which are phenomenal. Nice. Yeah, I was thinking like whenever I see a good product for stand-ins back there, <laughs> um, Midwest, I was like, oh, wow, they have vests, they have heated socks, and, you know, they have all kinds of good things now. Uh, back scratcher. Okay, I don't bring a back scratcher. That's what my friends are for. Uh, <laughs> menopausal. I gotta have that. It's in my car, you know, I just... Well, you have such long hair, too. It's probably hair tickling you more than anything. It's a little longer than yours. I keep it there. I, I don't want to mess with it anymore. The longer, it's the worse. And yeah, chopstick, water, snacks. I don't oh, yeah, I bring snacks. Yeah. Even though most sets have fantastic snacks. Yeah. Sometimes I just want something particular. Right. Some. Yeah, it makes you happy. I like particular tea. I bring that with me. I do, too. And Vanilla then, chai is my go-to. It's a black hmm. tea. Got a yeah, lot of caffeine the one. and it's delicious. Lots of caffeine. I'll, I'll do like a meal bar, like a 20 gram protein kind of deal. Yeah. Just to keep me. Because sometimes we're still standing and, you know, well, everybody's eating. And then by the time you get to the food, sometimes it's gone. Let's be honest. It happens. And sometimes things change so much that you don't have time to run to crafty. Right. You just, yeah. if you have, or you just line easy. up and they're like, oh, we gotta, you know, we're doing this. We need to use you now. Yeah. Set it up. Or uh, a lot of times they'll use you for off camera dialogue. So you don't actually get a break until lunch. So you're not even leaving set because you're working standing in and then you're working while they're filming doing the lines of another character for the coverage. And so, yeah, a lot of times that happens and there's no going to crafty. So you better have your right. own snaps, Andy. Yeah, gotta do you. And then, yeah. like, wipes and stuff, you know, yes. and the wipes, because you don't have time to run, you know, this was pre-COVID, you didn't have time to run back and forth and just wash your hands, you know, because it gets nasty. And for me, it would be like, you know, glasses, cleaning like, shit, and then magnifying beads when I was getting, like, worse and worse, and I don't know, just, and a little stool, because... You don't want to lock the big chair sometimes. Of course, everyone standing has their own chair that they keep. But I also have that little fish stool. There's just yeah. You just hold it and you can put it in your bag. Yep. So that comes in handy as well. Yeah, I have That's, a chair too. We don't actually get to sit. Yeah. But... Well, I put my stuff on it. I don't like my stuff on the yeah. floor because then ants get in there and whatever. Mm -hmm. I don't want to surprise and I actually have, what are those climbers use the hooks? Um, what's it called? The clips. Y you know, they're, it's like, like you can, yeah, it's yeah. like a, yeah, I know what you're talking about. Okay. What well, do you use that for? To, in to hang up your bag. So I oh. always have one in my bag because a lot of times if you're outside, you can hang it on. The tents. The tents. So then it's not on the ground getting wet, getting in the ants. Mm. Or whatever, poison ivy, whatever, wherever they put your tent, if you even have a tent. Right. You know, yeah. you can hang yeah. it Yeah, and have bug spray in my bag. So I'm looking at my bag like it's sitting right here. <laughs> but yeah, I don't take anything out of there. It's just, it lives there because Mine it just too. needs to be ready. I don't want to be scrambling for some Agreed. when I have to go. Yep, it has its that charger in there and everything that's in there stays all the time. Unless I take like the hand warmers out to charge them or earbuds out to charge them. And then it goes right back in the bag. Right. Night before, you know, yep. everything gets plugged in. Yes. And then wigs. Like if, if, yeah, if so I, I know, really... if I'm working on something long time, then I'll have like a lighter wig. Yeah. So our Midwest shows were more particular about the wigs than anything I've worked on down here. But the show that I wrapped before uh, the strike there was an instance where it was useful to have a blonde wig. Yes. But I, I have not used that wig probably since I lived here. So it's definitely I, more common. I mean, sometimes I didn't have a wig, but I 
what's another alternative if you don't want to spend a lot of money um hats you have diff- like a lighter hat whatever our favorite dp from back home <laughs> he's like yeah just bring a hat scarf I, whatever i would just improvise sometimes because you know yeah. you didn't know when you're gonna like do extra stuff from when your actor leaves you still on set doing other people so yeah that's comes in handy exactly i agree and then background what would you bring with you so i don't do a ton of background when i do background it's all sag commercial work here um but i bring almost the same stuff that i do when i stand in i will bring my bag that's got the chapstick tissues but i tend to bring extra snacks yeah because Snacks are not always guaranteed when you're doing background, even though it's SAG work and you're supposed to have access to the same crew crafty. Sometimes it's not very accessible when you're doing background. So I like to bring my own stuff. Like you said, like a, you know, like a, not a breakfast bar, but like a protein bar. Mm -hmm. Definitely keep your energy. And yeah. yeah, I usually bring some kind of sugary treat, maybe some pretzels, you know, just little snacks. And I like to share with my friends and I, but I do not bring a chair when I go background because usually there's not a lot of room for our stuff or you're leaving your stuff. Yeah. Um, don't bring any valuables for sure. No, because no, I, iPads are like, right. Computers. None of that. Because you're leaving your stuff wherever. And there's, yeah, there's a guard, but the guard is like 10 miles away. Like, right. And sometimes yeah. there's not, you know, like yeah. I was on set one day and I had brought, this is back when I was still doing non-union stuff. I had brought, I brought this coat, not a nice, a warm coat. And uh, it was no longer in my possession when I left. Wow. So, you know, when you do background, you're leaving your stuff, you're trusting it's going to be there. I called the casting company. They said they reached out to production and I never saw that coat again. So don't bring your nice that stuff. Sucks. Yeah. You know, have your inexpensive stuff that you can bring that you're not going to be heartbroken and you're going to be able to afford to replace if it gets stolen or misplaced, you know, all that stuff. Don't bring fancy shoes. If they need expensive shoes, let them provide them. Yeah. I mean, I just bring whatever I have. Yeah. And I try to bring like the costumes that they were, that they asked for and everything, but if you don't have it, you don't have it. Don't go out and buy it. I don't leave the tags on so that if they decide that's not the right fit or we want you to wear this instead, at least you can return it. Yeah. Well, I, I tend to go to a thrift store basically because oh yeah. That's oh, I love your, a thrift store. You can find your whole wardrobe in there for the season. Definitely. Definitely. Right. But don't spend a fortune on stuff to make a small no. one. You know, and I think people who are new don't realize that yeah, it's it, a ton of money. Yeah, you don't get paid much. And uh, I would bring the little lamp. It's like a, a reading lamp. So you just oh. clip on something and then you just, like a tiny light. It's not really nice. distracting, but it, it helps when you wrap at night. That goes for every, every section there. After, you know, if it's dark on the set, you can just put the little lamp on. You can read your stuff. Push your yeah. sides. You want to keep looking at them. Oh, background, um, you could bring a book, too, and yeah. a book light. If you're on the big film sets, you're not allowed to have your phone. They, right. Your phone's locked up, and so you are you might want something to entertain yourself with. I used exactly. to bring dice. I used to bring dice and fun stuff and cards and all that for when you're in holding. Yeah. Like something to do while you're in holding. I bring crocheting. Crocheting oh, yeah. and Lots the word puzzle. Yeah. The, the, find the words because it's <laughs> like you're not mental mentally stressed. Like you're not you don't have to think about anything. Just find those words like for just the relaxation and yeah. past time. But and makeup. You gotta have makeup. Oh yeah, makeup for sure if you're doing background. Yeah. And hair stuff. And it's always nice too if you're doing background to bring like a little purse that you might be able to bring on set because then you, you can stash, you know, your Lipstick. Whatever you need, yeah. Your powder. And, uh, you bring up a good thing that I also bring, no matter which part, of course, I do, bag for shoes. Yeah. So I'll bring, like, quiet walking shoes and then, like, a black little, you know, those the flimsy backpacks. 
black so you can just stash it somewhere and hide it and then you yeah. just change your shoes you don't have to be you know skinning your legs going back and forth to you know whatever is happening yeah so that's and a lot helpful. Of they'll say they'll let you know if there's not a good place to stash your your shoes your mm-hmm. comfort shoes but I can't think of very few sets don't have somewhere where you can stash them out of the way right you just throw it in the you know I'll just I just stick them in the wall. Let's, oh, yeah. You know, if you're on an actual set, there's usually two by fours. Oh, yeah. It's just shelves. Them, it's basically like a little shelf on the outside. Yeah. And, and if it's like, just- a, I, I had to stash my glasses. So that was fun because I had, or I had to like hand it to somebody. Right. I don't know if it was a director. I'm like, I'm sorry. Hold <laughs> and I'm like running, you know, it's like, who did I give my glasses to? Right, and then, and then they're like, "Her glasses? Anyone?" And then anyone know arrive. this girl's name? Yeah, and then glasses. they'll bring it on the tray. No, <laughs> right, because you're fancy. So, what else was I gonna ask you? Oh, the headshots. Yeah, what's your take on headshots? Cheaper the better, or Ooh. expensive better, or what do you think? So. I think that you should research headshots because let's just say you have a friend like you and I look very similar. We have similar looks. We're a similar age. If I love your headshots, I might ask you for your headshot person because I know she's she or he is probably going to make me look great. Also, Mm -hmm. you know, I think a referral is phenomenal. Okay. I usually get new headshots about every year. Um, because they say you may not see a change in your appearance, but it, you do get older. You do oh, change. I see daily. <laughs> <laughs> um, goblin going down. But I definitely mm. noticed because I've had headshots taken in the different markets that different casting agencies are definitely looking for something different. In the Midwest, my agents loved my headshots that I got from this girl a couple of years in a row. But it was a little bit wider, but like it showed more of my chest. Like it wasn't as close up. It was more of like a, okay, but like it showed my bust, like, like even, even probably part of my waist. So it was a little bit further away mm-hmm. and that's not the standard in Atlanta. Okay. So I have a headshot person that I love here and they love her pictures. I get a lot of auditions. So I feel like she knows what this market is looking for. And then I've had my headshots taken in LA and I think they're gorgeous. And out in LA, I'm sure you've had your headshots taken out there where it feels like it's more, they like a variety. Yeah. We're here and in the Midwest, it's like you want one main commercial and one main theatrical look. Hmm. And those are what your agent mostly uses. But like out there, they want you to have pictures of you looking like you're going to the gym. They want you to be a nurse. They, well, I mean, whatever your character, they right. want more character shots there. And so yeah. when I did get my pictures taken out there, I felt like when I used them in Atlanta, my auditions went down a little bit. Wow. So, and I love the pictures. That I know they're gorgeous pictures. Thank you. But yeah, I actually have my headshots coming up in October. I just, I think I had mine not long ago, but I'm going to have to revisit this. I know. Obviously, if you change your hair or anything like that, the only thing, it kind of, I feel like I'm stuck with my hair the way it is in my headshots. So I always decide a couple weeks before my headshots, if I'm going to change anything about my hair, do I want to wear it a little bit longer? Do I want it a little shorter, a little darker, a little lighter? Whatever it may be, I feel like I'm stuck with that for a year. So I've got to be happy with how I look. (laughs) I know. Yeah. I always am itching to just do a bob or, you know, go just white hair or something. Something dramatic or drastic. But then I'm like, what is workable? What is easy to Mm -hmm. present and clean and least fussy? And what what are you going to book as? You know, like... If you have white hair, but you look young, where yeah, that's why I'm like market. not doing it yet because it's just, yeah, you know, 
it's in between. Yeah, it's a little funny, like the the unusual things that we have to think about being actors, you know? Yep. And we're, at least for me, I'm not the point in my career where my hair doesn't matter. You know, I'm not a well-known A-lister that they're like, oh, you shaved your head? No problem. We'll wig right. you, you yeah. know, or whatever. Like, so we have to be very conscious of things like that. Yeah, because they can just do whatever you know, they come in, wig, haircut, color, boom, boom, boom. It's done. Right. It doesn't prevent them from getting a job. For us, right. it's like they don't want to think about what you have to do to look what we need. It's like, no, it's just too much work. Right. Like, they want to see what do you look like? What are you going to show up to set looking like? Right. And how, right. How fast can you just go from audition, call back, boom, and, you know, you're on set. And Right. Like, if we call the you. The same thing. Because someone doesn't show up, can you be here in an hour? And are you going to look like what you look like in your audition? Right. And in your headshots. You know? Yeah, I, I see a lot of people do like too much makeup. It like it, it just, I don't know. Maybe I need like red lipstick. I don't know what I'm talking about. Could be full of shit, but. It might you give know, you a whole new genre of auditions that you might the... not have thought about. The older prostitute, the uh, brothel brothel owner. Mm -hmm. Why not? (laughs) Would be that. Um, Well, I have to tell you that speaking of like different like typecast and stuff, mm -hmm. uh, our mutual friend just took a class where um, all the people in the class yelled out their what roles they thought that this person would fit. And it's interesting when you hear what people think you look like because oh, it, yeah. because their perception of you and what in your perception of yourself are not always the same. Especially but I think auditions are very good telling of what people think you look like. Right. The casting world, yes. especially. Yeah. And I get a lot of mom auditions and commercial auditions and that I'm very happy with that perception, even though I'm yeah. not a mom in real life. You know, I think I was doing a lot of Boshu commercial auditions and then like sporty auditions. And I was like, I'm not (laughs) sporty (laughs) or like a customer, you know, customer in a store or whatever. So that's been and then movies like drama. I love drama. So for me to give. Yes. As an actress, you yes. want to work on a drama. Like for me, I would love to do comedy, but I think comedy is so hard. And so I oh, appreciate yeah. people who can do comedy. It is a skill. I'm super impressed. Oh, yeah. I was actually looking. There's class and it's all four weeks about comedy, you know, from start like stand up. And I always wanted to try that. But I don't know if my humor is like it might be <laughs> on a like a bizarre level instead of like something that you can actually listen to and laugh and enjoy you would just be scared okay but look at some of the comedians who are huge hits they talk about everything that you'd be like that's really weird in real life that's true yeah there's an audience for everyone yeah just like you know there's always a Hey, we're all a little weird. That's why we pretend to be other people for a living. Yes, you have to be, or you you're just I don't know. Nobody would do this job if they were like totally all together there. Yeah, I had a teacher say that we're all weird or we wouldn't do this. And I at first I really took offense to it. And then I'm like, she's not wrong. <laughs> I mean, can you imagine you're like walking down the street and then you're doing your lines, you're going into the audition, you're like <laughs> you know. Yeah, normal person does not do this. So it's all right. Stand down. I'm an actor. <laughs> right. I have to have a label just to say, calm down. I'm not crazy. I'm just I'm rehearsing. Just... What else is going on in your Let life? And in new skills, are you? I'm going to take a class next week. I'm very excited about. You're, we're going to do a scene. And I'm doing a scene that I actually auditioned for and didn't get. Because I would love to see what this casting director has to say. Mm. Where I could change or maybe what sh- what they like about it and or whatever. I think it'll be fun. It's a little intensive. So 
How about you? Have you taken any classes? Well, the I'm considering the comedy. Just I think it would help maybe unveil some some of the stuff I could actually project here. Yeah. Because this is supposed to be funny, but <laughs> you and I are very serious. I don't know that I know we this is really serious conversation. Well, I'll add some flavor to it, so okay. I'll dress it up a little. Okay, good. But yeah, not all of my podcasts were funny and and all that. So it it works because it's all about different works of life. So I want to capture everybody's take on life and what they do. It's interesting. It is interesting. And there's a lot of different jobs just within the business that you could explore. Oh, yeah. I'm trying to reach out to some peeps from the crew. Yeah. Different perspectives on things going on and just what they have to do. That's what. Yeah. So, yes. Learning. Because you're always learning in this business. You don't just stop taking classes and you know I'm the shit no there's no there's always something to learn and some new skill yeah Um, and And the industry changes yeah so like to know that okay well this that was funny 20 years ago isn't funny now right oh yeah you know need to be adjusted that's for sure I was like, that was good timing. I literally, they want two pictures for that audition. And so I put on a dress real quick and I was like, I don't know that it looks too dressy. If they like you, they like you. But this is the shit we do. Just, you know, oh, a picture. Got it. Okay. Let's see if I can find that real quick. Like, I think, I, I think I have this like white dress with like big poofy sleeves. I think that one will be more. Send them few. How many can you send? Just one close up and one full body. Maybe one in one outfit and they. You know, that's a good idea. I never even thought to send two separate looks. Like it has to be the same uh, outfit for both, but I could send. I, I, I could try and send four. Sometimes like I'll do uh, close up without glasses and then. Like the further one, the full body, I'll do with glasses. Like, oh, that's smart. Just to give, you know, a, an option. Yeah. If it's like an appropriate, if it's an older, you know, role or whatever, teacher, some yeah. needing some smartness. I know. Uh, Why is it the glasses make people look smart for movies? I don't know, because that means you can't read for shit. <laughs> I mean, like who decided? Like that's a librarian look. That's a teacher look. You know what I mean? Well, don't get me started on typecasting. <laughs> oh my god! What's in there? Mm. What's your typecast? A weirdo. <laughs> uh no. Usually it's a office cop, nurse, doctor, FBI agent. So whenever I get like bigger arms, I tend to book for like a military soldier, you know. So I was part of several setups there. All right. Going back to uh, ageism, which happens. I'm loving the age group that I'm getting into, though, because I felt like for a little while I was kind of stuck in that I'm too old to be hot and I'm too young to play mom but now I feel like I'm right in that sweet spot where I auditioned probably for mom the most because I'm Good. you know in that age group right you should be auditioning for moms I mean there are moms that are you know 14 years old right <laughs> let's be honest I'm in the age group that could be grandma but not TV grandma no not yet no things these days though it seems like the kids are being smart and living at home longer i mean why move out and pay rent if you don't have to if everything is paid for yeah college food you know i go to a grocery store every other day just to feed this flock yeah because it just disappears at night mysterious yeah 
And it's not us. We don't eat. We're actors. We can't don't, eat. Don't feed the actresses. <laughs> like so, like fittings and shit, right? So what we have to deal with. So women tend to fluctuate naturally in weight. So how do you deal with? You know, you got fitted. You know, with COVID, it, sometimes it was like a week prior to a shoot. And then, you know, you're going to eat, hopefully, something during that time frame. How do you deal with, like, the stress of, like, I better not have this because I got to fit in that tiny thing because movie, I don't know what it is, but movie sizing is just ridiculous. You can be, I mean, waist 27 shouldn't be, like, ugh. I mean, that's crazy but it happens oh yeah so yeah be be honest with your measurements because even though you are honest you again you're going to fluctuate and if you're trying to stuff yourself into you know those older period stiff pants there's no way there's no room there's no you know there is nothing you can stretch because they're just like you know rocks and I think when people are being fitted with those, they should do it as size up Mm -hmm. from wardrobe. Yeah. I think that would help. And it would avoid this awkward, you know, I was body shamed actually not long ago. So I I I know which one you're referring to. Yes. But I want to hear your, like, did you have an experience with that or how do you deal? So I've been pretty lucky. I stay around the same weight. And I don't do a lot of background. And when I had principal fittings, everything fit just fine the day of. I did rip a strap on one of the costumes and the girl sewed it up right there. And then the director wanted to know it took us so long. Yeah, of course. But, you know, that wasn't my fault. Like they were helping me get dressed and it snapped. Right. Yeah. But I would say a lot of people probably don't measure themselves often enough who do background specifically because we do change and you know, today's clothes, mostly everything stretches. So you might not even realize that you've gained a half an inch, an inch, whatever. And so I think it's helpful to measure yourself, you know, or be professionally measured. Ask one of the best things you can do is when you do get measured for costumes, ask what your measurements were because they, they take great measurements. Like, when I was standing in for a movie back in the fall of last year, I was also doubling for that girl almost every day. And so I had to be able to fit into the costumes. And so we did a camera test before and they measured all of us girls. They'd already asked for our measurements, but obviously they measured us and they measured more things than I normally send in. Like they did for the hips, they did the booty and then they did lower hips too around more like where our saddlebags would be, you know? And I don't think I've ever measured there before because it usually doesn't matter. Right. Well, if it's, you know, a more specific outfit, I think. Yeah, it was was period clothing, even though it was for like 90s, but 90s jeans don't stretch like today's jeans do. Right. Everything is, yeah. Yeah, they had to be a perfect fit everywhere. You want to make your actress look good if you're doubling. You don't right. ever want your actor to see you and say, oh, why did they pick that girl? Right. Doubling. Yeah. Is, you know, that's crucial. Yes. I remember a show that I was specifically um, camera testing for different show years ago, probably five or five years ago, we'll say. The actress got to approve me or disapprove me. Oh, wow. And so... I go into this camera test and she poked me in the ribs and said, Oh my God, you're so skinny. And I just smiled and laughed at her and said, we're the same. That's why they picked me. And she laughed and that was it. And that job was mine. She didn't, she didn't feel intimidated or whatever was going on. Yeah. And maybe she was a good. Yeah. Maybe she wasn't feeling great about herself that day. Right. You know, to even realize that we look the same. We have very yeah. similar bodies or I wouldn't have been there. Yeah. 
Well, you don't know what their little particulars about their own bodies and securities, I should say. Exactly. So exactly. that that was well played, actually. Yeah, and she's and she's what I would consider an A-lister. So yeah, you know, even as an A-lister, you still have insecurities and. Well, yeah, we're human. Yeah, because we're all human. I think a lot of people who aren't in the industry don't realize that, that, you know, when people say mean things about you, say mean things online about you, you're a person. You're going to see that. Someone you know is going to see that. So I don't understand a lot of the viciousness sometimes. Wait till they're going to be in that predicament. I mean, we're all aging. There's no, right. There's no stopping, you know, you can't point fingers because you're 20 and someone is 40 you know yeah i pushed out two fucking kids you know i'm not (laughs) gonna be uh, a paper thin Uh, you know it's fine you know this is what i have to work with and that's what it is you're a real person right so and real should be on camera i agree and i feel like makes it real Right. I think a lot of people are getting more represented now. Yes. I'm seeing a lot of a lot more variety. I I was actually talking about it in my other podcast that I am so happy to see older women. You're if you're not deemed fuckable in Hollywood, you're done. I mean, you can be stunning, but you're only, you know, short lived because you're getting up in that 40, 50 range and it's just like yeah what are we gonna do with you but I I am seeing a lot of people who are embracing gray hair I mean I'm waiting I'm really milking these things that are showing up but it's just not a lot I mean they're all over and they're hidden but if it comes to it I'm not coloring my hair I'm just gonna embrace what's coming I mean it shouldn't be shameful I agree I completely agree and we're the only industry who does that. Yeah, a guy can be fucking barely walking and he's got 20-year-old co-star and everything is fine. If you turn that around, it's like, oh, shit, shit we can't watch that. You know, what are we looking at? I hate it when I'm, like, watching a show and you're like, is that his daughter or his wife? You know? Yeah. I'm like, yeah. when you can't tell, that's when I'm like, okay, ha- these better be really great actors because if they cast them together. I know. Great chemistry. I mean, wouldn't you feel awkward if you were so much younger than your co-star who's, you know, all pruny and I don't care what your name is. It could be Clooney. But if you have a teenager with you, that's unwatchable. That's kind kind of like pervy. Sorry. <laughs> That's just like as a viewer. That's what I'm saying. Like as a viewer, I would just would turn it up. I've I've done that before. It's just you look at the chemistry and the I I understand certain things because you have nudity or you have something like that. But you know, there's parts for every part. Yes, and I think people want to see real people and real situations that are going to be real. Right. And, you have all, you know, you, you can embrace it and really make a good picture about it. Like, yeah. yeah, we're all there, but you know, this actually works. Exactly. I Hollywood. <laughs> yeah. I was going to talk about like a thing you had to do as a stand-in, like <laughs> um, thing that you would ask to do without, you know, preparation or proper yeah, so I haven't been uncomfortable in any way like that. Okay. Um, so tell me about the, your weird thing. Maybe that'll yeah, start my mind. wasn't weird at all to me because I've had children. So it was like, oh, okay, well, I'll get right in there. But now that I'm as a SAG stand-in actor, whatever, I would preferred to have intimacy coordinator right there because the scene was i'm in the stirrups and you know open wide i figured okay i'm gonna put nudie undies nudie pants because i didn't really feel like fucking shaving for this you know (laughs) shaving my legs it's like a special occasion only 
So I was like, you know what? No, I'm going to cover it all up. And surely enough, you know, I'm like, they're not going to make me, you know, open up. Yes, they did. Nobody briefed me about it, but I was prepared from some uh, tips from others. But I was wide open. You know, they had to basically get three cameras or so into a tight space without showing her, you know, my actor bits and to make it tasteful and it was very crucial for me to be wide open and you know the director got it right in there and looked around I'm like oh, okay you find something interesting in there I, I don't know. <laughs> hopefully not but there was a, a stand-in that was pulled in for just this piece to play you know someone extra there and between setups or as they're lighting this beautiful phenomenon he is telling me you know i'm not comfortable standing here right you know you're i'm like i didn't even think about it then like how she felt because i was fine like i've done this before but she wasn't she was uncomfortable just being in that situation where my legs are wide open and she's right there like wow i didn't think about it ever till i moved here right I'm like we should have had somebody uh, right set, you know i don't care if it's for background or stand-ins it should be always available that's what i'm saying yeah and I'm, they don't have enough yeah i um, do find it interesting because i've been on sets where there are intimacy coordinators and some will never talk to, to stand-ins and others do talk to stand-ins and like i mean obviously i've stood in for sex scenes before but I'm fully closed. So mm -hmm. I've, and most of the time I've been very comfortable with who I'm standing in with and it's not even weird. You know, we're not right. doing anything. Usually you're, you're laying, just there. You know, yeah. To do yeah, a job. exactly. Um, but there was one instance where a guy was uncomfortable with what he had to do. And for me, it wasn't anything. But I even asked the DP if he needed him to do something specific that was in the scene. Mm -hmm. And he was like, nope, that's, he's fine. I was like, okay, great. Because he, that stand-in was so uncomfortable standing oh. in for that scene. And it was, it was nothing to me. It was nothing. Just like you saying that feed in a stir yeah. before it wasn't a big deal. Like. It just depends, you know, again, going back to what, what they were brought up with and. Yeah. what they're insecure about and from their yeah. own life. And I think experience sometimes helps also. Well, yeah, you, know? you just like, do. It's not. You don't think about it. You just do it. Because even though you're standing in for a sex scene, it's not sexual. Right. It's literally your job to be there for them to light set cameras. Yeah. You don't think about it. You're not going to be doing anything. Right. You're not doing anything. I mean, you're working. Yeah, so you're somebody should. To, yeah, sorry, yeah. you're listening to the DP, you're listening to the director, what they need. Right, what and they're all wearing clothes. You're yeah. wearing, you know, it's just like. I'm there so that if something doesn't look good on camera, I can tell my actor like, hey, if you do this instead, it's going to look great. You're going to look great. You yeah. know, that's what we're there for. We're right. there to help them look good. Yeah. You know, make their day easier. Because they don't want to go out there and, and be uncomfortable since they're they're not wearing something or, you know, little of. And, yeah. But, you know, again, like we don't think about the other people who are maybe they playing on set as crew or whatever. Somebody might not be uncomfortable because of whatever happened to them. Right. Um, we had a stand-in who had a military background. And on one of our shows, we had a situation with a gun going off and he completely shut down because we had to do it several times. But yeah, yeah, prop guns, but it was like crossfire and whatever on the street. And, and again, you don't think about somebody's PTSD because they have military background and nobody briefed them because we don't know what we're walking into on like a tv show we just walk in and we get the the sides and that's what it is so nobody was really prepared which is another thing to perhaps address 
Yeah, definitely. Like not getting sides until the morning of, I think a lot of people don't even realize that stand-ins don't get them until the morning of. We don't know. Or script drivers, you know, every department except stand-ins who would love to just know the like the the contacts. Yes. And see what they're going to prepare day before, a few days before, just so they, they can be more efficient and you know, director doesn't get frustrated with whatever they they have to do from scratch because they presume we magically know the script. We don't. We have no access to it. Exactly. So. Yeah, I actually was really grateful the show that I was talking about or the movie that I worked on last fall. One of the PAs let me read the entire script kind of nice. like the second weekend. And it was so helpful. Mm-hmm. It was helpful to even think about like, okay, well, she's obviously going to wear the same outfit for this whole part of the movie. So I know if it's this part, I'm going to be wearing that. The the whole thing takes place over five days. So I'm only going to have five costumes for the whole run of the movie. That's very helpful for us to know. And I don't think people even think about that. You know, I mean, they don't think about us. (laughs) They don't think about us. That's how it feels quite often. Yeah. But yeah. Yeah, a lot of stuff happens. And then years later, I'll think about it. You know, it's just like weird because I learned something different or I'm in a different situation. And it's it's weird. Walk into a show and have no idea what's happening whatsoever. Yeah, or they don't even have sides for you. And you're like, oh, that's the I'm supposed to chunk this because it's a walkie talk. And I got to know all the stuff and I want I really want to concentrate on movement at this point and I wish I had all the dialogue I always came early earlier than I even have to be which is early uh yeah can we say that's probably the most important thing is to be on time which means be early right so I would come even earlier just to see if I can grab those sides and you know being older I sometimes have an off day and I wanted to be prepared at least to kind of chunk it and know the dialogue it doesn't have to be word for word but it, I need to know the scene yeah and being specifically these type of shows there was a lot of details and a lot of things that were going on while you're talking I think our shows were really involved it wasn't yeah. anything near that I've stood in after that like not that much you know yes i will say that the shows that we met on (laughs) in the midwest were very specific and they wanted you to know the beats they wanted you to know the lines if you could but they also helped stand-ins get jobs as principal actors as day players on their shows which at least give them an opportunity to audition exactly just they gave us a lot of opportunities and i feel like we got great training oh yeah I feel like working on the show that I did for as long as I did, then coming to Atlanta really set me apart. Yeah. I mean, you were already, you know, higher level than. And I think it helps with acting too. It's, it is training every single day. You're memorizing lines every day. You're learning proper blocking, what looks good on camera, even the, the timing of things, you know, you learn who does what on set. And there aren't really classes that teach that for actors, you know? And so I say, if you're an actor and you can get on a series or whatever for, I don't want to say an extended amount of time, because I've definitely. So at least a season. Yeah. But I've been a stand in much longer than I ever thought I would be. I've learned so, so much about acting, about the business, everything. But yeah, I feel like it was a great learning experience. And I thought I knew what a stand-in does and everything, but there's so much more that as a background actor, you don't actually see and you don't actually learn, you know, and because I am so seasoned, I know I've saved productions money because I was like, okay, I was on a show and they said, okay. And she'll exit on this side of the camera. And I said, actually, she'll exit on the other side of the camera or she's crossing the line. Now, crossing the line is a technical term, and sometimes it's a choice. And I, so I said, 
unless you would like her to cross the line, then sure, I'll exit that side. Not a problem. And they were like, nope, you just saved us from reshoots. Exactly. Because you do. Like when you know the technical stuff, you are, you're, that's your job. You're doing everything the actor is going to do. And maybe she didn't turn the right way, but you're going to turn the right way. And, and you see the difference on camera. Yeah. You they know? switch lights. They switch something. Right. Just walking right through that light. And there's right. so many pieces moving at the same time. This one said this, but this one said, oh, no, put it back. And you're like, my actor is right there. Exactly. Out, you know? And you're looking out for those people, for those details he's like no that's not gonna work she can't fly over this she's <laughs> like right can't morph through a wall and like right you can't put and this in here and you have to expect her to squeeze through that yeah and i think sometimes like they want to argue with you because the hierarchy of things stand-ins are fairly low right but once they know you and they realize you are watching one actor you are taking notes. You know what she does. You know where she goes, where they have to watch the entire scene. And you are just watching one person. And when they know you're reliable and they can trust what you say, it is so helpful. They're not going to second guess you, you know, yes. every time. Of course, they yeah. will try, but not every time. And don't get me wrong. I'm wrong sometimes. I'm like, I don't know how I missed that. Thank you so much, whatever. But and the re way you know that is by watching monitors, which also another way to stand out as a stand-in is to know when something changes because you're watching and the be, uh, be where you need to be. Yes. Paying yeah. attention is one thing, but be so nobody's waiting for you. Nobody's shouting for you twice. Yes. They shouldn't be even calling you unless right. you're farther away, but it should only be once. You should know, anticipate. You should be there. Yeah. And a lot of times... When you're newer, you don't know the terms that mean it's your turn to work. Then watch and, other stand-ins. Yeah. And if you're by yourself, you know, usually you're pretty close. And yeah. Yeah. But I hate it if they have to actually call me by name. Yeah. It's defeating. You're just like, I'm so sorry. Where, where was I? It's my job to be here. Yeah. And, yeah. Sometimes we can't get through all the carnage and... Yeah, you know, correct. It's like I'm coming. I'm I'm here. I'm fighting my way. I don't know how many times they say she's fighting her way through, and they announce it on the radio. She's fighting her way because they know there's a lot of stuff in our yeah. way. I'll often. just shout. I'm flying in. Exactly. <laughs> exactly. Which what a funny term when you think about it that we're flying in. Yeah, and uh, like falling in. <laughs> right. Sometimes. Right. But, yeah. And stunts too. Like I didn't do huge stunts, but I. I had to fall several times here and this. I didn't have a stunt person or he was there, but not for me. Yeah. But I still had to do the action. Mm -hmm. So I just hope things will improve because there's too many misses, you know? Yeah, definitely. And also... Hey, I'm I'm gonna request my stand-ins to know every line. Give them sides day before. Yeah. And script. If you, if this is your requirement, we don't get paid by the principal does, but we still have to do what they do. Yeah. So that should be addressed. And I know I it is being addressed. Yeah, and I think a lot of times they people don't even know. Like I worked on one show where the director didn't know we didn't get scripts. And he made sure we all got scripts Nice, because it was a very, it was a different type of show and it was a very special show. Anyone who worked on that show with me knows exactly what show I'm talking about in Atlanta because it was special, mm -hmm. but yeah, we got the script and it was so helpful just to be able to sit there and read it while you're at home with no other distractions, not working, trying to watch the monitors, trying to stand in. Oh, yeah. Trying to do everything. It's very helpful. And it was a phenomenal so, script. So I couldn't put it down. Good. Yep. Yeah. Um, yeah. I mean, I, I don't know. Something that you have to do that was just weird. Okay. So one thing, one commercial was for like cold medicine. And they wanted you like checking at a checkout and you're not feeling well. Mm. And I 
loved that one because I was like, I'm not wearing any makeup and I'm putting my hair in a bun and I'm wearing a sweater that may not be the best fit and whatever. And so it was fun for me because I'm like, yay, I don't have to look, you know, classically pretty. Polished. Yeah. Yeah. I got to look a little haggard. And so that's fun. (laughs) I think that's my daily look. Hmm. No, (laughs) that's all of our daily look. Let's be real. Yeah, yeah. Put myself together. Yeah, sure. Um, how important how is like doing your hair? I feel like sometimes I don't like go out out of my way to like fix my hair because it's just, I don't know. I usually just put it back in, in the bun or whatever. I don't really f- focus on the hair. I guess I try to match the character. Right. But like if I'm auditioning for like cop or military, it's going in a military bag. Oh, yeah, yeah. You know, lawyer, it's going in a bun. But yeah, secretary, it might. But for the most part, I try to wear my hair in an easy way for me to duplicate for a callback. Yeah, I have to trim my hair because it just, it's got its own mind. So that's my (laughs) strength. It's like, you know, I polish it and I get in front of camera, you know, yada, yada, a few many takes and you're like, What's happening? Yeah. Well, I had yeah. a headshot photographer tell me once, and if she listens to this, thank you for this advice. You know who you are. She said, perfectly imperfect hair is the best. Never want it to look perfect because it never will. Well, it never like, does. She's so right, though, because in real life, our hair is not perfect. Right. We are not. We don't have a hair and makeup team with us. No, people forget that, you know, it's like, like you know, even with like A-list actors, oh, what is this? And it's like, yeah, they're normal people, you know, they're going to a grocery store and they don't feel good or, you know. They're walking their dog eight times a day. You're picking up shit. What, I mean, how sexy do you have to look, you know? I know. I think that sometimes the public's expectations of celebrities is very unrealistic. They expect them to look perfect all the time. And you're not allowed to age if you're a celebrity, I'm sure. Well, no. I'm sure you know that. You can't age. You can't say your real numbers. Just what you can play. Right. And that's your range. subjective, you Mm -hmm. know, because I think I play my age. And people tell me, no, I don't play my age. And I'm like, but I am that age. And so I do play that age. Yeah. I also think the idea sometimes from the director's point of view you know they're t- typecasting something that is not realistic like yeah look outside and see what mothers look like these days it's not what they showcase out there yeah many times it's like yeah, there's cause... no era of mom jeans that's like you know you have sexy moms looking young and alive not this goblin stuff. <laughs> right. Not the real life goblin. Yeah, I, I just, I call myself goblin these days. Like, if I have a bad day, like, I'm really like, um, then I'm just like, oh, it's a goblin day. I think everyone can relate to that. We all have our goblin days. Yeah, too many. Mine's every day that I don't have to leave the house and put on makeup. I know. That's why I'm like, I have to put myself together. Like, I take my dog out in the morning. I'm not, you know, I'm hair, like, there's hair all over me. It's hot. I'm not going to be sexy. And hopefully nobody's out there, you know. (laughs) Kind of like, we we like our little dog's face, just because she's still new and she's still learning. So she's attacking everybody if they're coming closer. And I don't need sexy for that. Right. So how do you feel about if you were to become super famous, you're a huge celebrity, do you think you'd stay the same? Or do you think you would be like, oh my gosh, I have to put on under eye makeup to go pick up my dog shit because no, I wouldn't do anything like that. No, I don't give it. But I think the saddest part would be to you have to hide away. Like you have no privacy. And you have yeah. no, like, I actually call myself lucky because I'm still in that space where I don't have to hide. Nobody knows who the fuck I am, which is fine. But I think of them. They have no privacy. They, 
you're monitored and watched and you can't really have a normal life after you get up there. Yeah. What about you? That's a choice that we make for sure by going into this industry as actors, because just takes one hit show and your anonymity is gone. Yeah. Yeah. The whole thing. Well, a lot of people leave who go, you know, elsewhere to Europe and stuff. And yeah. And we know that actors are definitely regular people because work with them every day. Yeah. We are them. Yep. Love it. Love it. Thank you so much. And you're welcome. There you go. Work it. <laughs> All oh, right. Thank you so much. And you're welcome. Everything is going well, and we will chat again. Okay. See you next time. Bye bye.